Thanks for coming our way. This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepard. Ed Cannon is president of FEBC. And Ed, last week, of course, our last podcast, we talked in depth about what's going on in Ukraine. And our prayers continue for the country of Ukraine and our workers there, our staff who are faithfully uh, pumping out the gospel message every day on the radio, on social media, and through counseling services. But Ukraine is not the only country in the world where FEBC serves, of course, and there are other countries where there's great difficulty right now. So let's spend some time talking about that. It's interesting. You know, the magnifying glass is on Ukraine because it's in the news. It's it's bold. It's buildings exploding. It's people dying. But yet you're right, Wayne. The struggles are just as severe for us mm-hmm. in other countries like China. And yeah. Indonesia and India and places that you don't really see in the news today uh, because bombs aren't exploding there. But yet it is a challenge for us when our mission is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And there are so many adversaries out there not wanting that to happen. The attacks are more insidious, aren't they? Yeah. And it's getting worse and worse and worse, it appears. Um, Just a few weeks ago, the new security law in China was passed forbidding any use of any Internet-driven service to be for the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's forbidden. Um, And, of course, people can imagine what that might do in a country of 1.5 billion people. So that had great effect on us. Who are very technically savvy and live on the Internet and on their cell phones. So it did. And um, yet... I hear this over and over, and Wayne, you've heard me say this, but our staff have frequently reminded me, we don't want to pray that the persecution ends. Mm -hmm. God uses persecution and has through the entire history of the Bible to get his word out. So don't pray that the persecution ends. Pray that it results in people coming to faith. Right. It's interesting. Even this morning, Wayne, I was talking to a very good friend who has lost uh, his wife at a fairly young age. And he asked me the question, why does God allow evil? Mm. And and I wrestle all the time with the question of why God anything, because our minds are not God's mind. Isaiah 53, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts as much as the heaven is above the earth. So we can't have the mind of God. So we don't understand why these difficult things happen, but we have to trust that he has a plan. And he uses these difficult circumstances for his own good when we trust him and when we obey him and obey his commands. So our staff are saying all over the place, all over the world, you know, God has given us a command, proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to every tribe and tongue and nation, making disciples, teaching them to obey what I say. And when we do that, despite the fact that we don't understand why, difficult circumstances exist, we see God's hand in the result. And it's a it's a wonderful walk in faith to see millions of people in various countries going to different sorts of platforms, seeking God's word when we're faithful to proclaim the truth of his gospel every way we can. Well, we've entitled this conversation, Raging, Roaring, and Redemption. We're going to open the scriptures here in a few moments, but what are some of the other reports you're getting from around the world that are troubled spots right now? Well, India, of course, is a country that has declared that it's a Hindu nation, and uh, it's becoming very obvious that they're not just declaring that India is a Hindu nation, but India is therefore not a nation that's welcoming to other faiths. Um, I love Mr. Modi. He's a brilliant man. He has great 
economic and financial intentions for the country. He's making great progress, but many Christians are really suffering there. Uh, persecution against churches, pastors being beaten, uh, not allowing the gospel to be proclaimed. Um, of course, uh, we've we've lost in the Ukraine war the struggle that was happening in Kazakhstan just a few months before the right. war in Ukraine yeah. broke out. Yes. But it's a very similar sort of a circumstance where there was a revolt against the government. People were being killed. There was a number of riots in the streets. And, uh, of course, we're having very much difficulty with our ability to proclaim the gospel in that mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. I could keep going on and on and on. Yeah. Well, the world's troubles don't stop simply because uh, there's a war in one location, do they? I mean, the world has become a very—these are interesting times we live in. Do you, I'm sure you think about that a lot. Yeah. This is a very historic time that we're living in and a historic time for the gospel to move forward. Yeah, that's right. And and as you know, Wayne, I'm kind of a history buff. And, and when I read about difficult times in the past, uh, it's kind of we're going back to the same thing over and over and over. You can go all the way back to the Old Testament times when the Israelites were struggling and God would show favor on the Israelites and then they would walk away from him and then things would go bad. And you wonder, when are we going to learn the lesson? When will the lesson be learned that obedience to God is something that doesn't just bless you eternally, but it gives you an opportunity to have purpose in life and see God's hand uh, in fulfillment of the things that we're trying to accomplish? Oh, Jesus said many things about this that apply Mm. here. Mm. He said, Mm. in this world, you will have trouble. Mm. Take heart. I have overcome the world. So that's why we do what we do. uh, Take us... I'm sorry, you're going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, Joe was talking this morning about 1 Peter chapter 5. You're, you're going where I wanted you to go. Joe Carlson's our producer here who is Joe, our partner in this program. And, and Joe, Joe isn't just our producer. Joe's sort of our spiritual rock here. He's always <laughs> pointing us to great scripture. And Joe was reading this morning from 1 Peter, and it's got me interested in that. He says, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour And, you know, that's so true and so lost on us these days, especially when life is going well and we don't think about that. You know, our kids are behaving and our job is good and we've got plenty of food in the grocery store. And we don't realize that those are the times when that lion is licking his lips. He's always lurking about. But resist him, it says. Be firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. So even though we might be in a great time, we know the lion is out there. And we see what's happening in places like Ukraine and China and Vietnam, where difficult circumstances exist for Christians. And we're reminded here that these kinds of sufferings are not only going on all around the world today, but they have been for millennia. And people have endured these times because of faith in God. It goes on to say, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Let's not forget that. Despite the difficulties and circumstances at the time, God will strengthen us. God will give us strength, and he will perfect, confirm, and strengthen and establish you in those difficult times. I'm reminded of that when I see our staff in Ukraine serving bravely, when I hear stories from our people in China who are 
doing the very best they can to proclaim the gospel despite the threat of being arrested or being shut down. And it's over and over and over, Wayne. And it just gives me great encouragement that we live in a difficult time, as you said. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting time. But what we learn is that throughout history and all around the world, people are experiencing God's grace by obeying him and being true to his word to proclaim the gospel and make disciples of every tribe and tongue and yeah, nation. Yeah. It's almost like the scripture was written with today in mind. I mean, that's the eternal part of God's word, isn't it? It's living. It's the living word. And so when we read passages like you just shared from First Peter, it applies to now. And, you know, it applies to now. So many times our guys, I ask them, well, what is your new strategy? I use that word far too often. What is your new strategy? What are you doing? And on so many circumstances, Wayne, they fall back to there's nothing better than the power of the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I love that Isaiah 53 verse. It says, God's word will come down and it will provide food for the eater and seed for the sower. Mm-hmm. And it, that means it's not only food for those who are seeking him, who don't know him, but it provides fodder for those people who are trying to proclaim him. And that's what our staff do worldwide. I don't know how better to proclaim the gospel than to speak God's right. word. He's given us his voice. We heard that from the people in Ukraine, you know, as they're going on their social media and they're extending the hours that they're broadcasting because people are listening. They say, we run out of content. So what do we do? We read the Bible slowly on the social media hmm. and the responses from the listeners are, I love your program. I love to hear from Igor or Max. But what I really have the most peace in is when you read the Bible slowly. Yeah, perhaps a good lesson for us in this country as well, even in the good times. Huh? Maybe uh, we need to think about that. And the reports I'm getting from places like Ukraine is that in unprecedented numbers, people are asking for a copy of the scriptures. Hmm. That's exactly right. You know, Wayne, we read this verse a little while ago in First Peter that the roaring lion is stalking and looking to devour you. But that roaring lion is really sharp and savvy. You might not think that he's going to bite you and eat your leg off, right? Or those kinds of very obvious things like there's a war. It's those subtle little things like he's distracting you with some uh, issues of the times that might take your mind off of yeah. reading his word, right. spending time in his word. Or if he senses a little discouragement in our heart, he moves right in, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that from our people all the time, too. Gosh, I've got to quit worrying about this, that, or the other thing, because what's important is preparing for my broadcast tomorrow, because I might have someone listening that's never heard the gospel before. Such an encouragement to think about yeah. the way the minds of broadcasters around the world are working. Well, you've traveled to many parts of the world where FEBC has ministry, and you've seen firsthand how our broadcasters, and by the way, it's all local language broadcasters. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, indigenous mm-hmm. broadcasters who man these radio ministries around the world. Mm-hmm. You've seen how they operate, though, mm-hmm. and, and how they avoid the distractions, how mm-hmm. they avoid the discouragement. Yeah. It's inspiring, isn't it? Yeah. I was just thinking this morning, I was reading again about some of our minority language broadcasts in Southeast Asia. These are smaller people groups, maybe 200,000 in a people group in a minority language that many of us never even heard of. But yet, through our shortwave broadcasts for decades, we've established a group of people who know of our signal. 
and most recently when we've started announcing on shortwave radio that we have social media platforms, you might not think that it's powerful, but these people have cell phones and they have access to the internet. And so once we've started making these announcements in recent years, we've seen thousands of people from minority groups come to our social media platforms and engage in a dialogue. It's no longer the broadcaster speaking to the listener. Mm-hmm. It's the broadcaster speaking with the listener. Yeah, alongside. And we've engaged in Zoom Bible studies in places like northern Thailand and uh, Laos and Myanmar, and the results are phenomenal. Uh, people hear God's word. They want more. They gather together. They bring their friends, and we've seen numbers of listeners growing and growing and growing. But yet, it's because of the focus of the broadcaster. They love what they're doing. I don't know how many guys I've seen and talked to, Wayne, who say, Ed, look at this number. I've got 1,500 people that are listening to my broadcast now. And you might not be impressed with that. But when a man's life is dedicated to proclaiming God's word to a small group of people, he's not paying any attention to the distractions in life. He's watching that meter that says, I've got 1,500 people now listening, (laughs) and I didn't know that two years ago. So it's when you focus on the main thing, keep the main thing the main thing, that's how these guys keep the distractions of life out of the way. Well, as the nations rage and as Satan roars about, um, we are celebrating the redemption that we have in Christ and proclaiming that message uh, in, in every country of the world where we serve. Amen. And if I could only show you the smiles and the enthusiasm on the faces of these broadcasters who are proclaiming God's word to people and seeing a result, that would help all of us avoid the distractions of life we have in this comfortable United States today yeah. and focus on the main thing. And I I just love this first Peter verse that Joe gave us. And so I'm going to end with this comment. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you and keep you from the distractions caused by that lion who's wandering around willing to take you apart. How meaningful. Ed, thank you very much. It's always good to know what uh, is on your heart as you lead the ministry of the Far East Broadcasting Company. And I want to encourage our listeners to pray for these troubled spots in the world. And if you need to know more about them, simply go to our website, febc.org. You'll get a lot more information there teaching you how to pray effectively for what we've talked about here today, febc.org. With thanks to our friend Joe Carlson for putting this conversation together today. I thank you for listening. Ed, as always, thank you. And we'll invite our listeners back next time for Until All Have Heard.